Strange Animals Podcast. Welcome to Strange Animals Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Shaw. This week, we're going to learn about animals named after George Wilhelm Steller. Steller was a German botanist and zoologist who lived in the 18th century. In 1740, he was part of an expedition to the Bering Sea between Siberia's Kamchatka Peninsula, which you may remember from our Mystery Bears episode, and Alaska. On the way back from an unscheduled trip to Alaska after they got lost, they were shipwrecked on what is now called Bering Island, where half the crew died of scurvy and the other half managed to build a boat from the wreck of their ship and sail it back to Kamchatka. During the several years of this expedition, Steller took careful notes on the animals and plants he encountered. A number of animals are named after Steller. We'll look at a bunch of those today. Four are still around, one is extinct, and two are mysteries. Bum, 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 bum. Let's start with the birds. Steller's jay is closely related to the blue jay. The bottom half of the bird looks a lot like a blue jay, blue with black banding on the wings and tail, but with blue underneath instead of white. The top half of the bird looks like a completely different bird, gray with a darker head, white or blue streaks on its face, and a tall, floofy crest. It lives in western North America as far north as Alaska, and a bluer version also lives in Central America. It likes forests, although like blue jays, it lives around people comfortably and eats pretty much anything from acorns, seeds, and berries, to bugs, small animals, and the eggs and babies of other birds. Next, Steller's eider is a type of sea duck that lives off the coasts of Alaska and eastern Siberia. The hen ducks are brown and black like the females of most duck species, but the drake is a lot more interesting to look at. His tail is black, his wings are iridescent purpley black laced with white, his breast is cinnamon brown with a black spot on the sides, and his head is white with a black eye ring, a dark green tuft of feathers on the back of his head, and a black throat band. That is one flashy duck. Of course, that's just during spring and early summer, when the males are trying to attract mates. The rest of the year, males look a lot more like females. The term for the opposite of breeding plumage is eclipse plumage like a total eclipse of the plumage. Steller's eider dives for its food, mostly crustaceans, clams and mussels, and insects. In the winter, it gathers in huge flocks, and all the ducks in the flock will dive and surface at the same time, creating a huge splash and spray of water. It likes tidal flats, bays, and shallow lagoons, and builds its nest on the edge of ponds. Stellar's sea eagle is closely related to the bald eagle. It's a big, stocky bird that's dark brown with white leg feathers and tail and white on the shoulders of its wings. It has a heavy yellow bill and huge yellow talons. It lives off the coast of northeastern Asia most of the year, but nests around eastern Russia and on the Kamchatka Peninsula. It mostly eats fish, especially salmon although it also eats a lot of water birds like gulls and ducks, small mammals, and carrion. Its wingspan is as much as 8 feet across, or 2.5 meters, but there are reports of some birds with wingspans over 9 feet across, or 2.8 meters. That's not much bigger than a bald eagle's wingspan, 
but Stellar's sea eagle is much heavier and larger bodied than the bald eagle. Stellar's sea eagle lives up to the bald eagle's reputation of being kind of a jerk, though, because it steals food from other Stellar's sea eagles. Both Stellar's eider and Stellar's sea eagle are threatened by habitat loss. Fortunately, Stellar's jay is doing just fine. There's another bird named after Stellar that has never been definitively identified, Stellar's sea raven. During the winter he spent shipwrecked on Bering Island, Stellar wrote in his journal about a bird he called a white sea raven. He didn't say much about it, just that it was new to him and that it only landed on cliffs along the island's coast, so he couldn't get a close look at it. And no one knows what bird he was talking about. A lot of people have made suggestions, of course. One researcher thinks it might be a type of cormorant, since the word for cormorant in German means sea raven, and in fact, that's what the word cormorant means in the original Latin too, corvus marinus. Cormorants are blackbirds with usually small white markings, so the cormorant Stellar saw might be a white or mostly white species that is now extinct, or he might have seen an albino bird flying around. Then again, the bird might have been something else entirely. Since we don't have more to go on than this brief description of a white sea raven that likes ocean-facing cliffs, it's hard to know what to look for. Now let's move on to mammals. Stellar's sea lion is a giant pinniped, the word for members of the seal family. It lives along the coasts of Russia and Alaska as far south as central California. Females grow to about 10 feet long, or 3 meters, and males are a little longer and much heavier. Males have thick manes around the neck, which is why it's called a sea lion. It mostly eats fish and sometimes swims up rivers to feed on salmon and trout. Everything like salmon but me. Commercial fishermen used to kill stellar sea lions, because clearly no one but humans should be allowed to catch fish, and that and overfishing led to a steep decline in sea lion numbers in the late 20th century. Fortunately, though, after it was listed as a protected species, its numbers started to recover. Stellar's sea cow was not so lucky. It was a Cyrenian, related to dugongs and manatees. Cyrenians evolved around 50 million years ago and share a common ancestor with elephants. Their front flippers have toenails that look like elephant toenails, which is neat. They're fully aquatic like whales, have a tail instead of hind legs like seals, and like both, they're mammals that breathe air. They live in shallow water and graze on aquatic plants. Occasionally they do eat a jellyfish, but hey, who hasn't accidentally eaten a jellyfish, right? The Cyrenians living today grow to around 13 feet long at most, or 4 meters, but Stellar's sea cow was more than twice that length, up to 30 feet long, or 9 meters. Stellar's sea cow was a type of dugong and had a whale-like notched tail instead of a rounded tail like a manatee's. Instead of teeth, it had chewing plates made of keratin that it used to chomp lots and lots of kelp and other plants. Its hide was thick with a thick layer of blubber underneath to keep it warm in the cold water. It had a long upper lip covered in bristles that helped it grab plants. Its forelegs were flipper-like and small. Like the mysterious sea raven, Stellar discovered the sea cow while he was shipwrecked on Bering Island in 1741. 
It lived there and around some of the other islands in the Bering Sea, although fossil and subfossil remains have been found that indicate it used to be much more widespread. Unfortunately, once it was discovered by Europeans, it was hunted to extinction within 30 years of its discovery, killed for its oil-rich blubber and for food. But Stellar's sea cows have occasionally been spotted after that, although no one has provided actual proof. Many of the sightings may have been of hornless female narwhals, which live in the area and are about the same color and shape as the stellar sea cow when seen from the surface. But in 1962, some whalers spotted six animals in shallow water off the coast of Kamchatka, and whalers can probably be relied upon to recognize a whale when they see it. These animals looked like dugongs. In 1976, a sea cow carcass reportedly washed up on shore not that far from where the whaler's sighting had taken place. Some workers at a nearby salmon factory went out to look at it and described it as more like a dugong than a whale, but no one thought to keep the body. After that, there were a couple of expeditions to look for surviving stellar sea cows, but while none were found, the coast of Kamchatka and its numerous islands are rugged and hard to explore. The last animal we'll talk about is the real mystery, called Stellar's Sea Ape. He only saw it once off the Shumigan Islands in Alaska on August 10, 1741, but he did watch it for more than two hours and took careful notes. I'll quote part of his description. It was about two L's in length. The head was like a dog's head, the ears pointed and erect, and on the upper and lower lips on both sides, whiskers hung down which made it look almost like a Chinaman. The eyes were large, the body was longish, round, and fat, tapering gradually towards the tail. The skin was covered thickly with hair, gray on the back, reddish-white on the belly, but in the water it appeared entirely reddish and cow-colored. The tail was divided into two fins, of which the upper, as in the case of sharks, was twice as large as the lower. Nothing struck me more surprising than the fact that neither forefeet, as in the marine amphibians, nor in their stead, fins were to be seen. For over two hours it swam around our ship, looking, as with admiration, first at the one and then at the other of us. At times it came so near to the ship that it could have been touched with a pole, but as soon as anybody stirred, it moved away a little further. It could raise itself one-third of its length out of the water exactly like a man, and sometimes it remained in this position for several minutes. After it had observed us for about half an hour, it shot like an arrow under our vessel and came up again on the other side. Shortly after, it dived again and reappeared in the old place, and in this way it dived perhaps 30 times." Unquote. Two L's would be somewhere around 5 feet long, maybe a bit more, or just over 1.5 meters. This description sounds a lot like a seal of some kind, but all seals have four limbs. One suggestion is that it was a young northern fur seal, and that either Stellar missed seeing its forelimbs, or it was an individual born without them. I'm not sure why the suggestion is that it was a young seal, though. Baby northern fur seals are black at birth and lighten to brown as they grow, with older males having some gray patches. All appear black in the water, not reddish. Adult females only grow to about 4.5 feet long, or 1.4 meters and males about 7 feet long, or 2.1 meters. 
so at five feet long, Stellar's animal was already a fully grown female or a nearly full-grown male. Young and female northern fur seals don't have the long whiskers Stellar describes, although males do, but only when full-grown. So while it's possible Stellar's sea ape was a small male northern fur seal with no front flippers or flippers that Stellar inexplicably didn't see, there is one other issue. Stellar would have known perfectly well what a northern fur seal looked like. They're threatened now due to overhunting and habitat loss, but in the mid-18th century, they were plentiful throughout the Bering Sea. So either Stellar saw a northern fur seal that was so malformed that he didn't recognize it, or he described a different animal. Or, as deep-sea ecologist Andrew Thaler suggests, it was a hoax. Here's the situation. Stellar and the Danish captain of the ship St. Peter, Vitus Bering, did not get along. The expedition was primarily for charting and exploring the region, not describing new animals, and Bering considered Stellar primarily the ship's physician. When the ship got lost from the rest of the expedition and ended up off the coast of Alaska, Stellar had to beg Bering to let him explore this new land. He only got ten hours to do so. And when the crew was stricken with scurvy, Bering refused to allow Stellar to treat the crew. I don't know why he didn't think the ship's physician shouldn't be allowed to do his job. This was before people understood what vitamins were, and while many cures for scurvy were available, no one knew why they worked. When people don't know how things work, sometimes they're suspicious of them. People are weird. We have Stellar's journals, so we know how he described Bering. It wasn't flattering. Stellar's sighting of the sea ape was only about six weeks after his 10-hour shore leave, and the description of the animal was similar in many ways to his description of Bering. Three months later, the ship wrecked, and the crew was marooned for eight months. Stellar spent the time turning his notes into a book. Bering spent the time dying of scurvy. Stellar didn't include the sea ape in his book. Thaler points out that Stellar didn't just name his mystery animal a sea ape, he named it the Danish sea ape, Simnia marina donica. Bering was Danish, the only Dane on the ship. I have no doubt that Stellar was poking fun at Bering in the name, but I'm hesitant to say he made the whole sighting up. For one thing, the details not only point to a real animal, they aren't malicious or even humorous details. He described the sea ape playing with some kelp, swimming back and forth under the ship, things like that. I think Stellar sighted a real animal and took notes, probably because he was so bored he would have taken detailed notes on anything. Maybe he knew he was watching a northern fur seal or some other seal and amused himself by comparing it to bearing. Maybe he didn't know what the animal was, but some aspects of it reminded him of bearing. Maybe he left it out of his book because he knew it was a caricature, but maybe he left it out of his book because he didn't have enough information to include it. Maybe he meant to add it later when he hopefully would cite more of the animals. I don't know. What I do know, though, is that someone else saw a stellar sea ape in 1965. In June of 1965, a British man named Miles Smeaton, which was apparently his real name, was sailing his yacht near the Aleutian Islands when he, his wife, his daughter, and a friend all saw a strange animal they couldn't identify. 
It was around five feet long with reddish-yellow fur, a dog-like head, and long whiskers like a Shih Tzu. It dived underwater when the ship got near. No one saw any limbs, and they were all convinced it wasn't a seal or sea otter. So who knows, maybe there's a limbless mammal swimming around in the frigid waters of the Bering Sea, just waiting to be discovered. You can find Strange Animals Podcast online at strangeanimalspodcast.com. We're on Twitter at Strange Beasties and have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash strangeanimalspodcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, email us at strangeanimalspodcast at gmail.com. I could say this in my sleep. If you like the podcast and want to help us out, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. Thanks for listening. Don't do a Google search for scurvy because you'll get lots of really gross pictures. Oh my gosh, seriously, don't do it. Also eat oranges because you really don't want scurvy.